Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the LMU Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Cass, and we are here on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network, and the only place with a show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? And welcome into the show, everybody. Jesse Cass here with you on another brand new episode of the LMU Basketball Podcast. Very excited to have you here, as always, on another episode here as we keep things rolling along as we get closer to the end of the regular season for the LMU Lions. Just two games remaining, and with that known, uh, while we do love to have a guest and we'll have many more great guests in the weeks to come, thought it'd be a good idea to just kind of break down what's going on in the conference going forward to the end of this regular season and into the conference tournament because the standings are so close, uh, so tightly packed. Uh, We wanted to break that down a little bit. So I'm going to be go riding with you solo here and taking you through some of the scenarios and uh, just where the standings are, where the final two games are for all of these ball clubs going forward this week and what uh, you can look forward to for the Lions for these final two ball games and what potentially lies in wait in the West Coast Conference Tournament. So I'm going to be taking you through that. But before I do, want to just let you know that uh, if you do enjoy this show, please rate us five stars, subscribe, uh, and review. That really helps us out as we keep this podcast moving forward. Um, wherever you're listening, we're there. Wherever you can find your podcasts on Apple, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. You can also find us at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com and at Believe Podcasts on anywhere you can find your social media, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Um, and as we said, please rate the show. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Jesse underscore Cass. That's J-E-S-S-E underscore K-A-S-S. So uh, thank you guys for listening. We've had great support, and we're going to keep this thing rolling. As we said, many great guests in the weeks to come, but we're going to break it down uh, with uh, what's gone on for the Lions in the past week and looking forward to the end of the regular season. Also going to give you some snippets of uh, some of that last game versus Pacific. Had a chance to call the 1,000th career point for James Bateman, who's done that in a little bit under two years. What a great accomplishment for him. We're going to play that for you in a few minutes. And my post-game interview after the Lions win against Pacific with LMU junior Eric Johansson. So all that's coming up here on the Believe Podcast Network. Here we go. And once again, Jesse Cass here with you on the LMU Basketball Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. And if you were with us last week, uh, we were mentioning LMU had just one game on the schedule, one of two weeks during the conference season where they had uh, basically one day off. They didn't play on Thursday, so they had just the one game on Saturday afternoon. It was a road trip uh, up to the Bay Area, played the Pacific Tigers in Stockton, California. And for the Lions, they got the job done. They uh, led by as much as... uh, 16 in that ball game, held off a late charge from Pacific to win 63 to 56. Uh, so the Lions with a with a much needed win to improve to 18 and 10 on the year, but more importantly, six and eight in the West Coast Conference. And the reason that that's important is just how close the standings are right now. Uh, Gonzaga, as expected, with how good they are, they're actually up to number one in the entire country. Uh, they're undefeated in conference and have clinched the top spot and the regular season West Coast Conference Championship. 
But outside of that, things are not set in stone at all. You have St. Mary's and BYU uh, half a game apart. St. Mary's at 10-4, and four, BYU at 10-5 and five for the 2-3 and three spots. Uh, San Francisco right now alone in the 4 spot at 9-5. and five. But after that, it's it's chaos. Uh, Santa Clara's at 7-7, seven and seven, holding the 5th spot. But right behind them, mentioned LMU 6-8, and eight, tied with San Diego, who's 6-8. and eight. Pepperdine is 6-9. and nine. And then you have Pacific, who's locked into the 9 spot at 3-11. and 11. And Portland, who, of course, has had a really rough year. They're 0-14 in the conference. They are locked into last place. But LMU, Santa Clara, San Diego, Pepperdine, uh, and even San Francisco with an outside shot of dropping into that group all with a chance uh, at anywhere from 5 to 8, really. So uh, the reason that that is significant this season is the change in format in the West Coast Conference Tournament. It's uh, going back to what it used to be, you know, about, I believe, seven or eight years ago, where, you know, it really gives incentive to the top teams in the conference. The 7 through 10 teams in the bottom four have to play on the first night of the conference tournament. That's Thursday, which will be March 7th. So you got the 8 seed playing the 9 and the 7 seed playing the 10. And then following that, the 5 seed will play the winner of the 8-9, and the 6 seed plays the winner of the 7-10. You follow that to Saturday, if you're staying with me here, winner of those games, you've got the number 4 seed playing the winner of the whoever that 5 seed versus the 8-9 matchup, and then the 3 seed versus the winner of the 6 versus 7-10 matchup. And if you're in seeds 1 and 2, you don't play until the semifinals on Monday night, which is March 11th. So you have to win just one game to get to the West Coast Conference Championship. So that's Gonzaga and then whoever from St. Mary's and BYU can get into that two seed. So it really gives incentive to the top teams. But even if you're not one of the top teams, just staying out of the 7-10 to 10 range is huge because it gives you essentially at least a one-game buy. gives you that extra day of rest. You don't play until the Friday rather than that first Thursday, which... You know, no matter who it is in the conference, this conference has been competitive up and down. Even Portland, who hasn't won a game, has been in a lot of games. So that's a dangerous spot that you don't want to be in. And the Lions right now, just ahead of that. But it is, as we said, as close as can be. Uh, And they have a real opportunity to get themselves into the top five, six of the conference and and avoid that 7 through 10 Thursday matchup. So... We're going to break that all down in a minute. But before we do, we mentioned the Lion victory over Pacific on that Saturday, 63-56. to One thing that was significant in the win for the Lions was LMU senior guard James Bateman. Again, he is the leader of the team, 19 points to lead the way. But a career milestone for him, 1,000 points. And it came in a big moment of the ball game when it was a, a five-point lead for the Lions with a little over a minute to go. He hit a uh, off-balance runner off the glass to put the lead up to seven, really kind of put the game away and give him that career milestone. And luckily, being the the person who gives the play-by-play for the Lions, I was able to get that footage for you. So let's hear it right now. James Bateman reaching 1,000 points on his career in the win over Pacific. 1-12 remaining, shot clock now, down to 10 as Bateman backs it out, working 1-1 against Brandon McGee. Down the middle of the lane, high-floating runner, banks it in! James Bateman with 1,000 on his career, and he makes it a 7-point lead for the Lions, 59-52. So there was the moment for James Bateman, a crucial and clutch basket for him, which is not unusual at all. 1,000 points in a little over two seasons as he came in as a, a transfer from the 
little known North Dakota State College of the Sciences, but he has been an absolute gem for the Lions. Uh, you know, all WCC conference last year likely will be again this season. He has been a revelation for the team and really developed into a great leader for the ball club. So congrats to, to James on a thousand points. And he's got some time to add to that total in the final two regular season ball games. But Lions got the win uh, while James was doing his postgame interview with the TV broadcast. We had a chance to catch up with Eric Johansson, the junior from Sweden who uh, has the you know the ability to be a really great shooter for the team, has been up and down in terms of his minutes and product- productivity, but still such a hard worker, such a good guy, and he came through with a big performance against Pacific, had nine points, a couple of big three-pointers to extend the lead for the Lions, and we had a chance to talk to him after the LMU win, so here's that conversation with Eric Johansson. So we're now joined by Eric Johansson joining us here post-game. Eric, first off, congrats on the win, uh, 63 to 56 here today. Uh, what did it take? You guys had a couple of really close and tough losses last week to to kind of shake that off and come away and get the win here today. Uh, I think we had a great week of practice. Everybody just locked back in, and, and we know what our our goals are and, and what we need to do. So we had a good week and then got right back to it. And for you, what did it take to stay ready? I know sometimes you've been in and out of the lineup. Obviously, got the call today. Nine points in the ball game. Uh, season high for you uh, obviously a good show and what did it take to just stay ready and, and be ready for this moment uh, I mean my teammates always make me you know uh, stay ready and, and we practice really hard work out individually too with all of our coaches so uh, I mean we just stay ready we know the whole team are, we got a really deep bench so uh, everybody just stay ready and, and be, yeah yeah and obviously really just kind of tightly packed with so many other teams in the conference right now how important was this win in terms of that just to stay in the thick of things for to stay out of that seven to ten spot uh i mean every game is important we just take it uh, one day at a time and and, uh i think coming down the stretch right now leading into the wcc tournament um you know we count every game as a super important game and and take every win we can yeah and finally looking forward mentioned just two games remaining in the regular season before that wcc tournament what's the focus going forward to close out the regular season strong uh, we want to end it with two wins, obviously, and, and I think we can do it. Uh, you know, tomorrow is another day. We just got to go right back to work and focus on the next game. All right, Eric, well, congrats on the win, and uh, look forward to a, a good trip back to L.A. today. Thank Thanks you. for joining us. So that was Eric Johansson postgame in the Lions' 63-56 to win over Pacific on Saturday the 23rd. And as you heard him allude to, Lions have a real shot to finish the season strong. They want to go 2-0 and the rest of the way, and... If they do, that could really put them in prime position for one of those spots in either whether it be five or six in the conference standings. And as we mentioned, that is so important. And and looking forward to this upcoming week, it's going to be an exciting week of basketball. You have senior night for the Lions at home coming up on Thursday. And what a huge matchup for LMU. They're taking on Santa Clara, the team, one of the teams directly in front of them in the conference standings. Santa Clara sitting at seven and seven in the West Coast Conference. LMU at six and eight, and uh, Santa Clara really playing well as of late. Lions were likely hoping that the University of San Francisco, who was heavily favored in that ball game at Santa Clara in their matchup this past Saturday, could win that. So all Lions, along with being tied with San Diego, could be tied with Santa Clara. But Santa Clara did not cooperate. They ended up beating San Francisco in that ball game, very close game, 68 to 65. Uh, in Santa Clara. So that was a huge win for them. It kept them, for now, ahead of the Lions in the standings and puts them with a little bit of control. But for the Lions, uh, if they're able to go 2-0, it wouldn't guarantee them one of those spots, but it 
would make it very likely that the Lions would finish in one of those five or six spots. And and as we mentioned, the standings are very close, and the Lions have three other teams that they're contending with for this, you know, to stay out of the 7-10 to 10 range, whether it be the 5 seed or the 6 seed. So let's go break it down team by team to see these scenarios for the Lions. And we just alluded to it a little bit with Santa Clara, but we'll go a little more in depth here. Uh, did just mention they're 7-7 seven and seven in the conference, a half or one game rather, ahead of LMU in the conference standings. As mentioned, they do have that matchup this Thursday, 8 p.m., where the Lions take on the Santa Clara Broncos. And the significant thing about that for the Lions is having the tiebreaker edge if they can beat Santa Clara. They would win the season series two games to none, and that would give them the head-to-head tiebreaker. Um, obviously, with one game to make up, if the Lions were to win, uh, that would put them at the same conference record mark of 7-8. and eight. Uh, And then going forward into Saturday, Lions with undoubtedly a tougher matchup than Santa Clara. LMU will be at San Francisco for the very first time all year. It's the lone regular season matchup between the Lions and the Dons, and it'll be on the road and the first time they're seeing each other all season long. Oh, it's a really tough matchup. San Francisco 21 and 7 on the year and 9 and 5 in the West Coast Conference and Santa Clara will be at Portland who as mentioned before is 0 and 14 in the West Coast Conference. They did however give Santa Clara a battle in their first matchup at Santa Clara. That game actually went to overtime. This game will be in Portland and you can be sure that uh, despite their record they're going to be really hungry to not have an all defeated conference record. So You know, for the Lions, it's kind of the run-your-own-race thing and hope that things work themselves out away from you. But for LMU and Santa Clara, that one head-to-head matchup is huge. It's significant. Uh, If the Lions are able to win that home game on Thursday night, that goes a long way in helping their cause and not being in the bottom four of the conference. So uh, if the Lions were to fall in that game, that would not lock them into the 7-10, but it would make things much more difficult going into that Saturday matchup against San Francisco. So the Thursday game against Santa Clara is really everything. And as mentioned, Santa Clara, no guarantee that they come away victorious against Portland in their matchup, but uh, they will be favored in that ballgame for sure. So if the Lions are able to beat Santa Clara, that goes a long way. Now looking at the next team on the list that's right there in the standings of the Lions, same conference record at 6-8, and eight, the San Diego Toreros. And San Diego has a really tough finish to the season. They're 17 and 12 on the year, 6 and 8 in the West Coast Conference, and they have two just rough road games to end the year. Mentioned LMU has to play at San Francisco before they do. San Diego will be at San Francisco on Thursday night. Um, you know, that's going to be a very close matchup. San Diego a solid team, but San Diego or San Francisco rather really good at home. Oh, that'll be the first matchup uh, of two in this final week for San Diego. And then on Saturday, maybe outside of Gonzaga, the toughest place to play in the conference at BYU. Uh, San Diego has played BYU really well over the years, although BYU did get an overtime win in their first matchup this season. So San Diego will be looking to exact some revenge. But, you know, you don't want to write anything in stone until the game is played. But two really tough matchups where likely San Diego will be the underdog in both. Uh, If they were to lose one or even both of those games, that would obviously help the Lions' cause, and LMU will be looking for them to hopefully lose both because unlike the Santa Clara scenario where if LMU were to win, they would have the tiebreaker. For San Diego, San Diego has the tiebreaker over the Lions because they won both head-to-head matchups, both very close ball games, but 
if they were to end with the same record as they have right now, San Diego would get the higher seed than the Lions. So two tough games for them could play in favor of LMU going forward. So that's certainly something uh, to keep an eye on and will be really interesting upcoming this week. And then finally, Pepperdine, the other team, mixed in there in the standings with the Lions, uh, with the Broncos, with the Toreros. Uh, Pepperdine, this is their week or their second week of the year where they have just one game. So they don't play on Thursday. They do play on Saturday. And we mentioned they already have one more loss than both San Diego and LMU. They're 6-9 and nine compared to the 6-8 and eight mark of both LMU and San Diego. So Pepperdine will be at home against Pacific. It's a team that they lost to earlier this year. Both teams have the same overall record of 13-16. and 16. So while Pepperdine has the significant advantage in the conference standings at 6-9 and nine compared to 3-11 and 11 for Pacific... One of those three wins for Pacific is against Pepperdine. And uh, as I said, no guarantee. All these games, no matter who against, are going to be close down the stretch of the conference season. So if Pepperdine were to win and go to 7-9, and nine, uh, they and LMU split their season series. So that tiebreaker would uh, likely come down to some other conference marks. Uh, but no guarantee on who goes ahead there. And in fact, some of the conference tiebreakers still to be determined... Uh, a little bit different than past years because, as we've mentioned before, the conference slate a little bit different than in past years. Each conference team has uh, two other conference teams. They only play once rather than twice. So there are some scenarios where there won't be exact head-to-head tiebreakers. Um, so they'll have other scenarios that they go into to determine how they mention the tiebreakers. Could be point differential. Could be you know significant conference wins. Uh, we'll see what they release with that. But uh, it is possible that you know there aren't head-to-head ties or there aren't exact same records and it won't be an issue. But knowing just how tight this conference has been all season long, there likely will be some. And for the Lions, it's really, you know, this is in their own destiny as far as how they can finish off this regular season. Uh, you know, not only would two wins down the stretch be great for their chances to finish in the top half of the conference, it would just be significant for many other reasons. They have 18 wins on the year right now. Uh, while there's no award for getting to 20, it is just such a significant number uh, on what is a extremely successful season. So if you get yourself up to 20 wins going into the conference tournament, maybe add a few in the conference tournament as well, you really put yourself uh, in contention for a certain postseason tournament. Could be the NIT, could be the CBI, the CIT. They'll likely be up for contention for those anyway, but that 20-win moniker really makes the resume look a lot stronger. So that would be uh, great for that reason, but also for the fact that I think if LMU is able to go 2-0, they end up as the 5 seed. And, you know, a lot of things have to fall into place with, as we mentioned, Santa Clara, San Diego, Pepperdine, what they do in their matchups. But if LMU finishes 8-8, that means they get a win over Santa Clara, they get a win over San Francisco. In my opinion, I don't think San Diego... uh, is winning both. And that's for sure. I don't think they're winning both tough road games. I have a feeling they might not win either of them. Now, San, San Diego is a really good team, so they're certainly capable, but they're a team that's just four and seven on the road compared to 12 and four at home. They're taking on San Francisco, who is 14 and one at home, and BYU, who's 12 and three at home. So, two of the best home teams in the conference and San Diego record wise, at least during conference play, one of the weaker teams on the road. So 
Uh, I do think that there's an opportunity there for the Lions to leapfrog them. Mentioned Pepperdine taking on Pacific. Uh, they have just one game left, so they can only get to seven conference wins. If the Lions win both, they get to eight. And even if Santa Clara were to beat Portland in their finale, if the Lions are able to take them down, they would both be eight and eight, and the Lions would have the tiebreaker over them. So that's the path right there to the five seed. Win and in. Basically, that's how it goes. So they'll be in the conference tournament no matter what, but uh, that five seed is there for the taking for the Lions with a couple of wins. Obviously, easier said than done, but they have the talent, they have the capability, and the Lions will lean on their defense, which remains number one in the conference in terms of scoring defense and stays in the top 15 in the country as well. So that defense has been outstanding, as had as has their offense at times. They've gone into droughts in some of the past few ball games, but I really think that, especially at home with the energy in the building on senior night, uh, it could be a big night for the Lions against Santa Clara to kick off the week. Uh, and what a list of seniors it is. It's only three of them, but very significant contributors to the ball club. Of course, James Bateman, the team's leading scorer, leading assist man up there in steals, free throw attempts all over the, the board. Uh, he is the leader for the Lions. But you look at the two other seniors on the ball club, Jeffrey McClendon, who uh, did not play in the Pacific ball game. He was in the concussion protocol. Hopefully he's healthy and ready to go for the final two games. But he arguably the best defender not only on the team but in the entire conference and I know talking to head coach Mike Dunlap uh, over the past couple of years uh, that's something that he has said multiple times uh, for his money Jeffrey McClendon the best defender in the West Coast Conference so he's been a significant factor for the team and Peter Herman who's had such an up and down road uh, you know early in his career kind of struggled to find his rhythm really kind of broke out in his junior season uh, and then last year was really ready to have a great year, uh, had that knee injury, played just one game, got the medical red shirt, and then just working his way back from that injury, um, you know, finally breaking out into the rotation over the past few weeks and uh, looking healthy again. And he's made an impact with great minutes off the bench. So those three guys will play a factor down the end of this season. But knowing that it's their last game in Gerson Pavilion, home game, senior night, I think that could be an extra lift and an extra boost against the Santa Clara team who comes in with a semblance of momentum having won their last two, including a big win against San Francisco. So senior night will be huge. And then the Lions and Dons, uh, while San Francisco has been a great ball club, it seems like no matter whether each team is good or bad in the seven years that I've been announcing, San Francisco and LMU, nearly every single matchup outside of maybe one or two here and there has been down to the wire and just a thriller of a ball game for whatever reason. That matchup between LMU and San Francisco has been an absolute battle. So I expect nothing less in the season finale. And hopefully the Lions can come away and take that victory. So uh, the path is there for the Lions to to get themselves into the top, top five in the conference. And as mentioned before, just a little hypothetical. If the Lions were to grab the five or six seed, they would open up the conference tournament on that Friday as mentioned a little earlier, um, taking on the winner of the, either the 8-9 or the 7-10 matchup, which goes on on Thursday. So a lot of exciting things going down the downstretch here of the regular season and looking forward into the West Coast Conference Tournament the following week. So we'll certainly give you a full preview of that next week. We'll also have a great guest for you next week as we head into the West Coast Conference Tournament. Uh, but that is going to finish our breakdown here of the LMU end to the regular season. So we hope you enjoyed that here. 
Uh, and now we're going to give you some final send-off before we close out this episode of the Elmi Basketball Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. And before we let you go, have to let you know once again, if you do enjoy the show, please uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, rate five stars and review. That really helps us out as we continue to try to grow the show here on the Believe Podcast Network. Know we're available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Jesse underscore Cass. And know that you can also follow many other shows on the Believe Podcast Network. So go on over to Believe.com and take a look. There's a lot of other great uh, L.A. area sports shows, professional and collegiate, uh, all up and down the board. Great stuff there. So go take a look at that. And as mentioned, uh, really important and exciting week for the Lions going forward. Uh, it'll be Thursday night when the Lions take on the Santa Clara Broncos, 8 p.m. for senior night. Join me on KXLU 88.9 FM, or if you're out of the area, uh, KXLU.com for the live stream, or LMULions.com as well. Uh, I can have you covered there, and then the Lions will close out the regular season on Saturday, March 2nd, 1 p.m. afternoon matinee finale at San Francisco on the road to close out the regular season before moving forward to Las Vegas for the West Coast Conference Tournament the following week. So we want to thank you for tuning in once again. Know that we want you to follow us everywhere. And if you're listening to us here on the Believe Podcast Network, know you're listening to LA's number one sports podcast network and the only place with a show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? Go Lions. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.